All right. Welcome back to Please Like Us. I'm Reagan White. And I'm Ophelia Johnson. And we're doing okay. (laughs) Everybody's all right. Everyone's just, you know, doing a very good um, average okay. Or people are just good at pretending, sis. That's how I'm feeling right now. All righty. So this week we are cutting into our episode order to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race UK season one. So if you're noticing that we're doing a couple segments that seem brand new, it's they're season not. Two. What? Oh, it's season two. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? I keep on doing that where I'll switch a word out. Do you, fucking, you weren't here. And do you want to start? Do you want to really start with that? Just because we need to talk about like our. Uh... Well, the because of the segments I was oh, going to talk about. Yeah. But, oh God, it just reminds me of that one time fucking I was hosting at D Street and I thanked everyone for coming out to Breezeway. <laughs> no, you fucking did it. I did. Everyone was like, what? And I was like, fuck, I'm sorry. I was there last <laughs> week. Like, and I was You're hosting. literally in the establishment, literally in a yeah. different establishment. And I'm sure they look nothing alike. Yeah. And just like, shit. I, I think my... <laughs> I think my exact words were, oh, fuck it. It's D Street. What the fuck ever. You guys all know where you are. <laughs> At least I hope. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why don't you start that, uh, what we're talking about again? <laughs> okay. Alrighty. So we're doing a special episode because uh, we wanted to. We're going to talk about the premiere of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 2 UK. Um, yes. So you're going to notice that there's a couple segments that we sound like we're starting this episode. We actually start them on the next episode, we decided to bump it so we can stay relevant and hot. Yeah, we're both we both watched the episode and felt very passionate about it. And we're like, we just need to jump on this train real quick and ride this train of thought to the station. Yeah, I mean, I was telling Ophelia, in three episodes of the U.S. Drag Race, I don't have anywhere near the amount of thoughts I have on the U.K. Drag Race for one episode. Like, it's... <laughs> but whatever. Okay, so... We're going to do the segments that we started in the next episode. Oh, right I, just now. Wanted to, <laughs> I just wanted to take uh, do take a second to do a little bit of housekeeping about uh, myself. I will say that doing a podcast is uh, fascinating um, when it comes to learning about what you sound like. And I just want to apologize for all the F-bombs I drop when I speak. <laughs> oh, my God. It's did, have you ever seen uh, Jizz and the Mammograms? No, I'd rather pass on whatever that is. <laughs> so it's a parody of Gem and the Holograms. Someone takes an episode of Gem and the Holograms and redubs it. And the interpretation. Oh my God, of- actually, I have seen this. Yeah. And the interpretation of Kimber is Kimber says motherfucking every other word. I would say that was pretty much me for the first three episodes. Editing those episodes was so obnoxious. That and me saying the word like. So for anyone who might have had that as a complaint, I'm working on it. I swear. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We're always trying to improve on everything in the show and try and make this podcast better for listening wise for everybody. So, you know, we're working on it. We're human, though. So we make mistakes. It's fine. Mm. I mean, there's just you don't get to like even when you're hosting on a microphone, I don't really get to hear that because it's happening live. I don't get to like listen to it versus like with this podcast, I listen to my voice like over and over again. So. I'm learning and I'll also stop compulsively laughing after every time I think I say something funny. I like that though. It's endearing. 
I remember one time in high school, and this is a true story. Someone, it was my senior year, and someone said, I hate it when people laugh after their own jokes. And the entire room looked at me. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Sorry, I don't just spout out jokes out of the mouth to not laugh at them. I know. If I was so the... singled out. They all looked at me. If you stick the landing, like, hey, it deserves a laugh, even if it's just from yourself. Mm. Uh, so before we actually start talking about UK's Drag Race, I would also like to say that when this episode airs, Reagan, we're going to have a new president! Oh. Yes! I... I need this. I've been stressed out for four years, so yay. Correct. I remember when he won the election, I was crying of happiness. We're talking about Biden. We're not talking about the Oh, election. okay. I don't I, even want to use their name. <laughs> oh, okay. I, if we're talking about four years ago, that was one of the worst weekends of my entire fucking life. No, I've been super happy with the results of this past election and really excited I, to see what the future looks like. I'm going to say I'm not, and here's why. Um, because I do not like how close everything gets each and every single time. I mean, how many fucking atrocities need to be committed before some people are thrown off by some of these people? Because it's just like, it's like you've got this person who's a straight up confirmed sociopath. They just like do all these terrible things. And you've got this other candidate and it's just like, it is always tight between like some sort of real life supervillain and like some other person. I don't think like, don't get me wrong. I don't think that Joe Biden's like not full of shit. I just think that like how many, how many things have to happen before people just like, I mean, oh my God, the amount of things I could list for Trump in four years. I mean, do you remember our government was shut down for like however long? Like, yeah, just because of that damn wall. I think we forgot all that because it's just, it's a never ending torrent of misery. And it's just like, Correct, how is just this try and block it out yeah i just i don't get how every single time it seems like it should be just like an immediate like obvious um landslide and it's just always so tight so no i'm not pleased with the results because i think so many americans have proven that they just don't have a fucking brain in their heads facts uh one other thing i'm excited about is that the only female uh supreme court justice of color is going to be swearing in Kamala, the first vice president that is a woman and a person of color. So I'm super excited about that and think that that is just just going to be like the cherry on the top, like cherry on top, because I'm just obsessed. And Kamala Harris, one of these days, I am going to buy your action figure off of Amazon because I need it. I love to see it. So Reagan and I are going to discuss uh, UK Drag Race Season 2. And we're going to go into most of the looks and a lot of the actions of what happened in the episode. And just, uh, there will be spoilers. So yes. if you haven't watched, I would suggest pausing here, going to WoW Presents Plus, and getting yourself that episode on. Because yes, it's three ninety nine. Exactly, a month. Like, come on. Yeah. You can afford it. And then, obviously, cancel once the season's done. Boom. Save and yourself I, that three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. True. I also have some deep speculation. So if you're uh, not looking to hear potential spoilers um, about the future, then just uh, don't listen. Actually, you know what? Screw your spoiler version. Listen to me. Listen to these spoilers. Listen to me. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> okay. 
So let's get to it. Let's, yes. Let's dive on in. So first entering the, the workroom, we have Lawrence Cheney. Mm-hmm. They are wearing a purple and orange look with a lavender purple wig. How do we feel about this look? I think the only thing is I think she could draw on her lips a little bit bigger. I liked everything else. Also, um, uh, I think because a lot of those poodle hairstyles, I noticed that the only way to keep them under control is to have like a hairnet over them. Yeah, 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 for sure. I I find it a little distracting. I wish it was kind of one that was uh, a bit thinner. But besides, I mean, like you're talking to someone who like only just started getting style things. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Oh, absolutely. I mean, also, how do you feel about the fact that they're only 23 and look like that? Uh, In what way? Oh, yes, yes, yes. They're only 23 and they look amazing. I know. Me starting at 26. They have that many years of experience, you know? I do wonder if they do just because I think uh, uh, I think it's 18 to get into bars. So they may have been actually doing this for five years. But I could oh. be wrong in that respect. Yeah, the drinking oh, age yeah, is not 21 right. over there. Oh, geez. Um, I'm, uh, I'm um, sure it should be, but... <laughs> yeah. I My main takeaway from uh, seeing her on first impression, she just felt like a girl I know. I immediately just kind of liked her because i just i feel like i know so many queens just like her like it just like this kind of like uh what's the word self-deprecating but also very humorous sort of like take like feel and just like i just liked it like the i am your mom like thing like i was just like oh my god like that was that was my first laugh of the episode oh absolutely the accent was everything and on top of it the producers did it correct by having them be the first person to walk in the room because they really set like the narrative for the rest of everybody walking in which was very humorous and fun and like everyone was there to have a good time yeah i am i just i immediately liked her so i was definitely feeling her okay so next up we have cherry valentine walking into the room how did you feel about this because they are the one that have the the heart headband that falls off because it hits the door and then they ask for a reset oh she didn't ask i don't think i think she just said oh i'm gonna do it again and i admire that where she was just like um no we're gonna try this again i don't care if it's gonna stay in the episode you'll at least have that shot of me doing it correctly so. Oh, absolutely. Half of this podcast is just us doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except we get to edit the bad takes out. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm such a uh, fan of headpieces, so I immediately liked um, what she was putting down. If I remember correctly, in the Juno Birch Meet the Queens uh, with licorice black, licorice black thing, I think Cherry's a recent um, addition to, I think, the London drag scene, but she apparently, like, doing well for herself so i liked her she's kind of dorky but like i don't get the idea that she doesn't know what she's doing which i didn't get that feeling from other people but i i get the feeling that even though she seems kind of like goofy like she she immediately knows what she's about what she's doing yes correct i definitely i definitely vibe with her okay so next up we have tia coffee Tia Coffee walked in in a cheetah print dress with gloves attached and then black long rhinestone boots that really didn't go with the outfit and a a black wig that looked like it needed some moisture. How do you feel, Reagan? I I didn't like it. I'm sorry. I 
I wasn't featuring that look. And I, I, I feel like we were getting fed just like, I got the feeling that we are being told to think that she's the villain throughout this entire episode. I think she had very few moments where she wasn't being shady. And I just like, I don't feel like I want to respond to that presentation. You know what I'm saying? It was a decision on production's point. Cause I, I, I don't think that her entire confessionals that day were just her being shady. So I don't think I really want to respond to this narrative of her being a villain. I didn't like her look per se, but I just like, I just don't, I, I'm just, I don't want to see a person of color be a villain right now. I definitely vibe with that. Uh, I definitely feel like they, they look like they're not as negative as a person as the way the production was making them look. I mean, personally, their walk and look, not my favorite, mm. not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's Drag Race. It's season yeah. two also. So there is at least one more season that you can look back on and see like what should have been improved. Mm. And I don't think this was a step in the right direction. No. Um, and I mean, it's you can wear simple and have it be impactful. I just don't think that that was that kind of thing. No, um, definitely not. I yeah. And I also like was because brow- I'll browse the Reddit on my breaks at work. And a lot of people were saying I'm a fan of Tia in real life. But like this presentation was not like my judge. And I think it really does speak to I'm just I'm not about this edit with her. Um, but they also said that they were more of a they're more of a performer where they're like they like to sing and just like drag is kind of trying to bring more of an audience to them versus just being like themselves singing, you know? I agree with that uh, sentiment entirely. Um, I really think looks are cool, but like I want my my money is gonna go to someone who uh can take care of me for the night rather than for a minute. I got you. So next up, we have Bimini Bonboulash, which this name is iconic. I'm just like, what are these words? What is the pairing of words? I, she is, okay, I have such weird, okay, the number one thing that I want to talk about is her confessional look, her, her confessional look. I, it is nuts. She looks like Nicole Page Brooks as a raver. It's it's so oh, just no. like I mean, that triggered just, me. She's just like neon yellow hair and covered in highlighter. But I may not like it. I respect that level of conviction. You know, I correct. I think so. Like just taking it back a little bit. I feel like frequently a lot of people, um, especially with queer people, will wear some kind some things that just aren't conventionally attractive. And a lot of people go like, "What the fuck? Why wouldn't you like try to look more like?" conventional like sort of like the first time i ever saw john waters on a tv show i just wondered why the hell he would keep that mustache and it's just like yeah correct yeah and it's just one of those things where like as i get older i really appreciate the confidence and conviction to say this is what i want to do so like it's not my shush but dear god i have such respect for saying i'm gonna have neon yellow hair and i'm gonna cover myself in glitter and highlighter um, so yeah, getting to the look of, she walked in with a pink vegan bitch faux leather look mm. and there was dripple, there was dripping crystals coming out of her crotch, which I was like, mm, she's juicy. She's supple. Uh, also a vegan being loud about being a vegan, not very revolutionary because trust me, every vegan has to tell you 
they're a vegan. Well, I think that's what she was going for, but I just I don't know that like it was crafted well enough to really like get the lols. Yeah, which I think I think it was funny because it was like faux leather, which is like obviously if it was real, it'd be an animal hide, which I think I got that juxtaposition, but mm. I'm just like, great, a vegan being loud about being a vegan. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's she's an oddball. <laughs> I, I I appreciate her. So next in the workroom, we have Ginny Lemon, which girl, even from that promo looked, I knew, I knew she was going to be an icon. Yellow Crocs. I could, I, I just did not think we would ever get to see drag like hers featured. I thought, I thought we'd always have to have the compromise of even if they're weird, they always have to look a certain way. And I just really just immediately excited about her. Um, it's that's another person where she just does things with conviction and you have to respect it. Oh my God. Correct. Definitely. And uh, when she walked in the workroom and said, fancy a slice, I was like, yes. Yeah. All of the British judge I need. Yeah. A lot of people say she's very witty and I don't know if you like, I think in untucked, she kind of challenged someone who is like bitching about something. I would say I'm getting Tammy Brown vibes in the sense that she's kooky, but she is, zero percent fucking afraid to tell you exactly what she thinks i oh absolutely and definitely someone that has an aesthetic that they like to stick to yeah i am intrigued to see how they are going to handle her runways as time goes on because i don't think that she has any intention of going very far from what she's already doing correct and you know that michelle is instantly just gonna eventually get over it and be like well can we see you too pretty like I, I just want to know what it looks like yeah but I wonder okay so I don't know if you've seen this there's an article going around that one of the queens basically cusses out RuPaul's and quits Um, it's like speculation I know, I'm so excited I wonder if it's Ginny that's who I'm banking on right now because I feel like Ginny is 0% afraid of anything so I really enjoy Ginny I really just I'm feeling everything and if she cusses RuPaul out, I think I'm even more of a fan. Oh, absolutely. Take my money, sis. Take oh, it. yeah. Okay. So next up, we have Ellie Diamond. Ellie Diamond. I'll elaborate on these thoughts as we go on into the actual runway. I'm going to say I have a bias against 21-year-olds on Drag Race. I think they're... I kind of... You, I kind of always question with a 21-year-old why you would blow your load so soon when you haven't really, like, gotten in there and, like, got into it. Oh, yeah, no, I'd say... I don't (laughs) care. Um, Like, it's your one shot to really, like, make a first impression, and I just always wonder why a 21-year-old would just not wait and cultivate more talents. However, beautiful and makes everything... I beautiful would... wig, beautiful outfit, beautiful makeup. I'm like, can you just stop being good at everything, please? Yeah, I would say my bias against that sort of thing was really, like, uh, challenged because I really, we'll get more into it, but I, like, I really liked her. And can I just say, she reminds me a bit of New Hampshire's own Nikki Tuckahoe a little bit. Just nice. Oh, yeah. Definitely get that vibe. Oh, yeah. Nice, well-crafted makeup. Nice, beautiful round face, high cheekbones. And just when she's not saying anything, you just get this vibe of just like quiet feminine dignity. It's the same thing with Nikki. And I just really just like I really responded to her so positively. And it was so hard to look at anyone else when there was a group shot. 
besides her. She's amazing. Correct. And I'm also curious to see if she actually made anything for the other queens throughout the season. Because, like, I'm sure somebody might have commissioned something from her, you know? Didn't Lauren say she did? Yeah, Lauren said that she has a bunch of her wigs. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I really enjoy this level of talent that I could never um, from someone so young. It's, oh, I could never, even at that age, even now, even yeah. in the future. I don't even know. Like, well, I don't even think just I could like ever live up to that. Yeah, even if I stopped everything today and just focused on developing sewing skills, I don't think it would ever manifest to that degree. I props to her. I really liked her. <gasps> so next into the workroom, we have Sister Sister, which I mean, we already had the the Tia Mori uh, <laughs> shout out in Tia Coffee, but now we have Sister Sister. Uh, I'm not gonna say I don't understand it. I get I get the point of view a little bit, but I didn't understand the blue mouth and the red lipstick. Didn't get it. I think she's uh, sort of like a Dada sort of um, random for the sake of random sort of vibe, and she's kind of like quirky and stuff like that. I think it's one of those things. I really I kind of has I I need to see more of it to really get it. I thought she was such a cute boy though. Yeah. I no yeah <laughs> yeah you're like yeah, yeah but you're like shaking your head all right well <laughs> sister sister hit me up <laughs> no um but yeah no I I enjoyed her I think it's one of those things where we've got a bunch of oddballs this season in a way that Drag Race US would never so it, she kind of got a little bit lost in the sauce but I am intrigued to see more of her because I think she yeah it was a very mixture of patterns and the purple wig and the bag. And I, I just, I, I also wrote down, uh, I might just be confused because I'm American. I'm like, that might just be why I'm not getting the points of view that they're listing. I, I think the statement they're kind of making with this season in a lot of ways is showing just kind of like the more, the different feel of UK drag. And I think a lot of it is a lot more humor based. I don't think, so I guess this is a good time as any. I think that immediately right off the gate, you can tell that these queens are able to banter. They're very comedically, maybe not trained, but they just know how to like volley back and forth in a way that I don't think American Drag Race has. Because like you, you, you don't tip in the UK because they have coins. Same thing with uh, Australia and uh, Canada. So, like, you need to have an act. You need to be able to take care of an audience for, like, a long amount of time. So it's a different level of training. I think because of that, it's sort of like you have to have a lot more of a developed character and theme, that sort of thing. So you can't just go around the room just collecting money as exactly. your Exactly. I, I even wrote in my notes, I have to speculate. I think being a look queen is a very American thing. Because the look queens are able to just spend time collecting tips. Because I, my instant reaction when someone says they can't dance is, oh, you do comedy. Like, that's usually my knee jerk. And then it's like, oh, no, they're a look queen. So they just, like, they don't have to learn how to dance because they're just spending so much time picking up money. Facts. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I appreciate the talent of a look queen, but I would say that I'm much more geared for this sort of UK cabaret style people who can banter and who really are quick because a lot Absolutely. of them are very quick right out the gate right out the gate uh next up we have taste 
they uh walked in in like this zebra print kind of like black and white like strong shoulder pad look which i love and then turned around and had their own name on the back of the jacket and which i'm a big fan of branding Mm. yourself that far like please on everything you own like priyanka in the first season of canada's drag race literally i think every garment it's somewhere set her name you know Mm. like just constantly i love it just keep reminding the judges who you are you know beautiful knows she's the shit and it's not repellent it's like i i'm right there with you girl like you are the shit and i uh just so so beautiful and also as a boy honestly so handsome like this one i can get behind for sure oh my god absolutely i was like oh so handsome like yeah the drawn on brow but still so handsome oh yeah i mean there's just some people that you look at and you kind of swoon a little bit you're just like just taken by the feelings and i was just like oh hi oh but also about my about my eyebrow comment uh if i got a, a drag race my eyebrows would be gone Like, I'm not going to glue them down because 45 minutes, I'm not spending that time gluing. I, the only thing that I noticed that was a little bit odd, you notice her lip liner, she draws her lips bigger. But the thing is that it's like a very dark line right at the top. And it kind of reads like kind of mustachey, like a little bit. Yeah, I feel, I feel those vibes when you try to overdraw your lip and then it kind of turns into a mustache when it's more of like a... A browner kind of color, you know? Well, I think part of it is just like, it's so dark. And then I think the other part of it is I think she, like me, is trying to overdraw a lip with not a lot of space between your nose and your lips. So it's tough to figure out exactly where it should be placed. Because I've definitely like had lips that just went up too high and they like kind of fall into my nose shadow and it just, it doesn't read. And so it's like, it's a tough line to draw. But I mean, if I looked... (laughs) It's if a tough I, line to draw. <laughs> yeah. But like if I looked one little like one little speck as good as she did, I'd have like the best drag career ever. Oh, and definitely someone to watch. Like definitely watching them. Like I have we'll get to it, but I yeah, I'm I'm very on board with taste. Like I think everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. Next up we have Joe Black. Which, girl, when Glenn Close walked into the room, I was screaming! I was like, that girl is Glenn Close. Favorite entrance look. Favorite entrance look. And there's just this immediate vibe where, like, I know I keep on saying these words, but she is someone, she walks in the door and you know you're being taken care of for the rest of the night. You're about to have a good fucking time. And it's, I... I, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, they kind of like handed that to you by having all these queens saying, oh, I've been to her show. Like she's a legend, blah, blah, blah. But even if nothing was said, I knew, I just, I recognized that atmosphere right away. She was one of the few Meet the Queens videos I got to watch before the season. Immediately identified her as someone I would like. Yes. And uh, judging on the look, uh, very, very polished, very, looked very expensive. And also... Like, I just feel, I love fringe, but there's definitely moments where fringe can look inexpensive, and mm-hmm. this was not one of those moments, sis. This was some expensive fringe. Definitely a positive vibe from them, and uh, definitely feel like they're going to be one that I need to watch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, like they're, like, watching the episode while we're talking about it, so we just don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, yeah. But definitely feel like someone that I'm going to definitely give a follow to on Instagram and definitely help boost their platform because I Mm. really like it. Mm. Uh, Next up, we have Veronica Green. 
They were in like a 1980s purple prom dress with like the permed hair. Although this is actually not her first time on reality TV. What else was she on? So in the UK, they have this uh, fantastic show uh, called, and unfortunately it's canceled, but it's called All Together Now. It's a singing show. Yes. I've, I watch YouTube clips of it all the time. It's so, I love, okay, as you've seen over the last couple of weeks, I love following numbers. I really like just seeing like how many numbers happen. So it's to set up to anyone who isn't already aware. It's um, set up like Hollywood squares, but it's a hundred squares. And it's all people of different trainings of singing, judging this person who's auditioning. And basically the way that they get through is however many people buzz to say that they're into it. Um, and it's where uh, Davina DeCampo and Ginger Spice know each other is they were both judges on that show. Anyway, so Veronica was on that show and it's she's still just as anxious and nervous, but she really like kind of once she starts singing, you can really feel that she like is comfortable there and she actually knows what she's doing there. And there's Simon Cowell in that cast actually buzzed for her and he he does not buzz for anything. I've watched so many of the. Oh, yeah, clips. he's he's not. Yeah, so he uh, actually liked her. So I'm intrigued. I also feel like once they get their bearings, they are they might actually be a funny person because in their confessional, they said they start off looking as Gollum and then they go to Gorgeous within three hours, which I'm like, good on you. That's a funny line. I like that. So I'm hoping that once their nerves kind of settle down, maybe that they'll have a more big awakening because obviously you say they have vocal talent, which I'd love to see. Yeah. So next up, uh, I might get this wrong, but uh, Astina Mandela, they walked in in a long black shake and go wig. For sure, shake and go, sis. Sorry about it. Uh, black boots, black gloves, black bodysuit, and a gray cover up. Not the most original look I've seen. No. I- Although I, I think it's like Amazon piece together kind of vibes, which girl, I'm not shaming that because that is part of my drag for mm-hmm. sure. But that was definitely the vibes I was getting. I didn't feel that look, but I am intrigued by her assertion about basically like, oh no, I can dance. A lot of people are going to say that they can dance. I actually have the training. And I will say that like, as someone who's been watching that stuff a lot more closely as time goes on, that becomes actually like apparent. I'm very intrigued to see her versus everyone else that claims that they can dance. I'm going to make one note about this season in the first episode, and it starts with her. Do you notice that there's a lot of um, small lashes? Oh, I I guess I wasn't paying attention to that, but I can definitely see that vibe. Uh, Lashes are a particular thing that I pay attention to, like whether or not they're like perky enough, like if they hang low. And then because I struggled that for so long because I have uneven um, Melissa Joan Hart eyes. Um, so I really look for that sort of thing. And it's just a lot of small, I, I notice it with Estina and Veronica. And I think Tia also, they had very small lashes, like very natural lashes. It's not my thing, but it's just, it's, it's interesting to notice that it was quite a few of them had lashes that were very, uh, not obnoxious. Okay, so that's uh, all on Estina. And uh, next we have Ahura, who is the last person to walk into the workroom. When, so when they were doing their confessionals, I have definitely seen this person before. Uh-huh. I can't tell you where or how, but this person in confessionals is somebody I have seen before. Ahura also did uh, like a modern take on Dorothy. 
girl we done done seen it like it it's been done i i kind of i'm over it but uh, it was fine it was well done um i think her aesthetics are like pretty good i just i don't know i got the vibe that she might be a lot but hey i've been wrong several times in my life so i'm probably gonna be wrong about this one also, I'm not into animal abuse, so when she threw that stuffed dog back and then just left it there, I, I was very sad. Okay, I guess I'm not the only person that gets upset when people abuse stuffed animals. Oh, queen. I oh was one of those God. one that had, like, the array on my bed when I was younger, so trust. Okay, so that's all 12 of our girls. They're all now in the workroom. I just have to say, immediately like them. I immediately am feeling this cast, and I feel like it's very strong, and it's a lot of people who have been doing this and know what they're doing. Correct. But also, if I was in this cast, very stiff competition. Oh, God. They're going to be like, if one hair is out of place, you're going to be in the bottom. I'd say I can't identify a front runner, but that's a lie. I identified a front runner and then it didn't work out. (laughs) Facts are facts, America. Or United Kingdom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the challenge that they the first mini challenge that they have to go through is a photo shoot and they're supposed to pretend like they're at Wimbledon they have balls like thrown at them and launched at them tennis balls let me say that but then there's also really large ones mm. that look horrifying uh, Reagan would you would you partake in this challenge or would you do this photo shoot in general if you not for a challenge, but like if you were just going to do it for funsies, would you do it? I mean, not my thing if it's for funsies, but I think the whole thing with these like mini challenges like this is not about whether or not you can actually take a great photo. It's about how quickly can you be memorable? Correct. If you're making RuPaul laugh, that is one of the things that really sets you apart from everybody else. Yeah, I mean, Canada's Drag Race. What do you remember about the first uh, mini challenge photo shoot on the Snowy Mountain, Jimbo? What do you remember about the Makeup in the Dark challenge um, in season five, Alaska, coming up with that, like, bad makeup? What do you remember about the pageant girl thing in season five, Lil Pound Cake? It's just, it's, it's not about doing the actual thing that you're being asked to do. It's about looking around and saying, oh, this is my chance to be, like, somebody. So. Correct. So... We end up having Lawrence Cheney as the winner. Mm. Um, she just, her look was just kind of scared because she was scared of the balls flying at her. Mm. Uh, but in my personal opinion, my winner was uh, definitely Tia Coffee because she had the two uh, crew members lift her and one of them was like kind of winded and stuff. And she was making RuPaul laugh the whole time because she was like, girl, I'm light. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, the, I was glad to have that moment with her because I feel like the rest of the episode was just her being shady. But it was nice to see like she she's funny and she knows what to do. Reagan, who do you who is your uh, photography winner? Did, I, was there one that stood out to you or were you just kind of like it was a little bit of a mess because it was a little messy. It was fine. I don't. I don't think that there was anyone who was doing like sort of like I was talking about. I don't think anyone like Jimboed it. So it was fine. I liked how kind of bantery the queens were. Exactly. A lot of them were responding well and making Rue laugh, which really made for a enjoyable segment in the show. So Reagan, now that we're done talking about the mini challenge, let's take a small break and then we'll come back for the main challenge. Oh, yes. Spicy. <laughs> Spicy. 
And we're back. Let's talk about this main stage challenge. So many thoughts, so little time, except we're going to take as long as it fucking takes to talk about this. Absolutely. So for the main challenge, they're asked to do a a gay icon from the United Kingdom. And they're also asked to do a look inspired by from where they're from. So... On the main stage, we are introduced to, of course, RuPaul, Michelle Visage. We have Graham Norton, who is a talk show in the UK, who is a talk show host in the UK. And then we also have Elizabeth Hurley. I fucking love her. Okay. Wait, am I I saying that last name right? Yes, Elizabeth Hurley. Um, She, okay. I, she's a drag inspiration for me specifically in Be Dazzled. Have you ever seen Be Dazzled? I don't think I have. What? Okay. Um, this is Mark <laughs> We're pausing anyone? here and we're going to go watch it. <laughs> yes. Um, it's not a great movie per se, and it definitely has problematic things in it. But basically the whole crux of the movie is she's the devil and she offers, offers this guy seven wishes and com- comedy ensues as like all these wishes go wrong. She is a drag queen in this entire movie. Please go find any any clip where she exists in this movie, she just embodies drag energy. And it's one of my favorite, like it's one, it's a drag inspiration for me. So I really enjoyed her inclusion. And I would also say that she is also a drag inspiration for me, but not from the same. So she's definitely a huge drag inspiration when she was in Austin Powers as uh, Vanessa Kensington. Also that. Yes, I fucking loved her. So let's go to the main stage for the runways. Uh, they don't actually have to design any of the costumes in person. It's all stuff they've already brought. It's not like a design challenge. It's more of just like a modeling challenge. Okay, so starting off, we're just going to go in alphabetical order because that's just easiest. Uh, we're starting off with Ahura. Ahura dressed up as Vivian Westwood and... Nottingham. For her Nottingham look, she did a kind of playoff of uh, Peter Pan slash Robin Hood. I got like a little mashup of that. And then for her Vivian Westwood, she did like a plaid Renaissance vibe, kind of Victor Victoria esque. Hmm. How do we feel about these looks? Thought they were both good. I think it was immediately identifiable as a Vivian Westwood feel. And then, um, yeah, the Robin Hood was very well put together. Correct. I would definitely say that I loved all of the looks, but I don't think that they were uber elevated. Okay, so next up we have Astina Mandela. She did Naomi Campbell, and London was her hometown. For her, Naomi Campbell, she did the long black sheer dress with the long black wig. And for her London look, she did black separates with the uh, the purple jacket, and she was doing the whole chicken wing and potato and uh, chips thing. I I just her her hometown look. I get that it's accurate, but I I don't think that accuracy makes it a wow sort of look. Correct, and a lot of the a lot of the girls in Untucked were saying that it's you can just ASOS. buy that jacket online, an ASOS jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm sorry. I wasn't feeling that look. It's not like if I went out to the club and saw her in that, I'd be like, oh, she looks cute. But like, it's it's not what some other people who I'm going to be honest, I thought should have been in the top three were delivering. 
Correct. Also, I feel like she was wearing the same uh, shake-and-go wig that she was wearing for her entrance look as Naomi Campbell. Which I, the reference photo did very much match. Like, it was very accurate. But I'm pretty sure it was the exact same wig, just pulled back in a ponytail. So next up, we have Bimini Bond Boulash, which (laughs) I love saying that name. (laughs) She did Princess Julia, which I do not know who that is. And also, she did Norfolk. Which for her Norfolk Norfolk look, she did very much a football-inspired look. And for Princess Julia, it was kind of a like plaid goth look, but with these weird furry shoes that I didn't understand. Uh, I would bet that that, there's some accuracy to those shoes. It was good. The fucking, when she came out in that footballer look, I was like, oh my God. Again, I loved it. She I, I just, don't know why I loved it. She just really just believes in herself and just like takes you on the ride. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's the slutiest outfit. I I'm here for it. <laughs> but the judges did read her for the, uh, the tape showing. I the, saw it uh, right away. Tape. I did. I did as well when she turned around. Yeah. I can't imagine it would have made it to air on American screens. Cause I think they would have had to blur her backside, but yeah, I don't know. I appreciated her just, being that ballsy (laughs) correct and those heels sis not today yeah so our next queen to the stage is cherry valentine cherry valentine did the best freddie mercury look i I thought that was so good and she also did darlington (laughs) i couldn't even stop myself from saying it the one critique i did have about freddie though and it is literally minuscule why did you still have the cord on the vacuum cleaner? Cut that cord. Cut it. It distracted me. I really just, I, I like, I laughed like when she came out. I was just like, I'm so into this. I really will get into it, but I thought it, that look alone was worthy of praise. So I oh. really, um, the Freddie Mercury thing, like, I, okay, this is dumb. I didn't know he was British or he was UK. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know yeah, a whole lot about no. Queen. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, also, so for their uh, Darlington look, they did a very much a steampunk-esque look, and they had a purse that matched the clock tower from the town. Yeah, I actually felt this. I mean, it wasn't my favorite of the night, but I actually, again, I really thought Cherry was deserving more praise for both of these looks. Absolutely. Definitely on the higher end of my my personal judgments. 100%. So next up we have Ellie Diamond who did Lily Savage. Um I appreciated like you would not believe that she did Lily Savage. I am going to say why in just this one sentence Lily Savage is my favorite drag queen ever. Ever. I love Lily Savage. She her humor holds up um, she, I, I've seen pretty much most of her specials and stuff like that. I've seen her TV show. I've seen her on blankety blank. She's so funny. She's so quick. Um, she can talk about Coronation Street, which is a show I've never watched and make it so funny. I don't know how to express this. Lily Savage is my favorite drag queen in the world. So I, when she came out and she looked like Lily Savage, she had the Savage spot because they're all of Lily's wigs have uh, roots right in that center. It's it's an exact Lily Savage wig. I would know if it was off. Uh, this is what I'm saying about a while ago. Uh, Ellie really just kind of shook off my bias against being 21 on Drag Race because I 
really deeply appreciated her coming out as Lily. And one of the judges actually did say that uh, Lily Savage wished that she looked like uh, Ellie Diamond. Like, Ellie Diamond looked beautiful while still portraying this character. Yeah. Are you familiar with Lily? I am not, actually. So Lily is basically kind of like the UK's RuPaul in the 90s. Um, So she's from Liverpool, like Scouse. Or no, she's from Birkenhead. Um, And she just was everywhere. And she's just this, like, kind of rough sort of like cheap looking um cheap but glamorous sort of like tacky sort of looking um drag queen who just was so funny and quick and just was everywhere and uh since retired um but still uh very much in the public eye still uh as a man as Paulo Grady and still has like chat shows like quite frequently, like very much like still in it. I really hope one day Paul will go on uh, to be a judge on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Yeah, that'd be really awesome. Uh, Also, Ellie uh, portrayed her hometown of Dundee, Mm. which uh, where Dennis the Menace was created. So they did a very much Dennis the Menace inspired look. And I honestly was shaken to the core. And she she made she made she made that look. I hate it. I hate when people are so talented. Oh, absolutely. And she definitely was on the higher end of my judgments as well. D- definitely deserved more praise. She was my winner. I, I'm just going to be flat out. She was my winner. Oh, for the challenge. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Sames. Yep. Same sames. Uh, next up, we have Ginny Lemon. Ginny Lemon did a Kate Bush inspired look. Which Perfect. She said Kate Bush it overtook her body when she was performing in the look. Perfect icon for her to do. Really just well matched. <laughs> Correct. And that's just that's just on being smart, you know? Mm. Also, Ginny did uh, Worcestershire. And uh, it was an orange suit that on the back of it said uh, feeling saucy, which I think is hysterical because, oh, come good. on. I... I'm so excited for as much of Ginny as we're going to get this season. Imagine if she won. Oh my God, I'd be so excited. I'd be so down for that. The one thing is that with the suit, that biscuit basket, uh, it was so such a little kitten heel. And I was like, uh. I have to wonder if that is by necessity. Yeah, correct. Because some people do have problems with their body and can't wear full-fledged heels yeah it'll be intriguing to see what she says about that as time goes on yeah because that that'll be one of the nitpicky things that they get to when there's less numbers you know that's the best thing about virtual drag right now is i don't even wear heels i'm most of the time just walking around with that potato toe oh yeah no uh pretty much anything where you see me from the chest up i'm wearing basketball shorts underneath facts Next up, we have Joe Black, our little Glenn Close lady. She did uh, David Bowie and Brighton. Okay, time to go off a second time. All right, I'm going to say this much. It was an immediately recognizable David Bowie look. I'm sorry, especially since in recent media, that look is the one that actually keeps on coming up with David Bowie. You saw it on Elsa Mars in American Horror Story, and then you also saw it on Gillian Anderson in American Gods. Um, I'm really not here for this narrative that it was not immediately recognizable because out of uh, a lot of David Bowie looks, and I don't really know David Bowie that well, I know that look. So that was a bullshit criticism. Absolutely. I know that look. And also just because she doesn't 
paint a uh, lightning bolt right across her face does not mean that it's not David Bowie, you know? But, like, Well, also because that look doesn't have that, but she had everything that was in that look. Um, no, no, I know they're two separate looks. I was just saying, because a lot of people, when they're like David Bowie, they're like lightning bolt do you across notice, the face. <laughs> do you notice that she's kind of um, a little stiff in the shoulder region, like her neck and her shoulder? I love it. I think that's what makes her more endearing is because she how stiff she is portrays the age that Glenn Close is at now. <laughs> it makes me think of the guy who gets uh the guy who's run over in Beetlejuice and he's like hanging by the thing and he's like in the office. Oh my gosh, and he just like flies from corner to corner. Yeah. Just like that kind of stiffness. I don't know. I like if she ever hears this, I I adore her, but like Oh absolutely. Just... We're we're stands here. Oh Big my stands. God. And I uh I that I, I'm sorry. There's so many like half interpretations of things this episode. I really think the the comment on her other her hometown look is unwarranted because there's a lot of like sort of interpretations. I mean, the Alan Turing look was a very sort of thing. So saying that the her gold is not actually matching the white of the building that she's portraying. I'm sorry. There is one thing I'm going to say about that dress, though. I couldn't take my eyes off of the wrinkle in the front of the skirt. Did you yeah. notice it where it was folded? I just it needed to be steamed. Everything else, though, I thought she was amazing. I, I don't know that she's in my top for this episode, but I think she was like maybe fourth or fifth. I would definitely say that she wasn't in my bottom, though. I also feel that I'm also not a queen that likes to wear white just because of makeup collar. Uh-huh. So I can get I can get why you wouldn't want to make it into a white garment, and it would feel a little less regal that like what Joe Black was going for. Was the building is very regal and like it's a big part of the town and like wouldn't you want it to live up to the regality of what she was trying to portray you know yeah okay next up we have our a girl one of my girls Florence Cheney uh, she did Dina Rigg who Diana Rigg was oh Diana Rigg sorry she did Diana Rigg who was part of the Avengers I think uh-huh. is what she was saying. And then she also did uh, Glasgow. How do we feel about these two looks? So Diana Rigg is a very good kind of old-timey reference, especially for someone who is 23. Because, do you know, so do you know who Diana Rigg is? I do not. Olena Tyrell from Game of Thrones. Oh, okay, okay. I want Cersei to know it was me. That's who that is. So this is uh, an acting role that she did way back when. It's an older reference, but the Avengers were like a, a thing in the UK. It was a pretty, you know, it was it was prime time. Like it was a very big deal. So it's a nice, it's nice to see someone who's 23 make a reference to this show. And especially Diana Rigg, who like love. Um, so I very much appreciated her making that reference. And uh, both of these looks were so just, it, they were well-fitted and they were well-crafted and I thought amazing. Uh, yeah, the Diana Rigg look was definitely like the photo reference that they showed, like complete, perfect, perfection, like down to the last, like, yeah, there was a little bit of like drag upness of it, but it was pretty much spot on to the reference photo that they showed. And the Glasgow was like stained glass dress Beautiful. Beautiful. Ah, oh, gorgeous. Uh, next up, we have Sister Sister. They portrayed uh, Dusty Springfield, and uh, they did Liverpool. I don't have much of an opinion on Dusty Springfield. Uh, one, because I know the name, I've heard it, but I don't really know who that is. 
I thought the look was good, but it was just wasn't, let's say, breathtaking. They also, uh, I thought about looking it up or looking uh, Dusty Springfield up, but they said that uh, she was a conservative. So I instantly was just like, I'm not going to waste my time. <laughs> I thought they were saying that her look was conservative. Oh, was that what they were saying? <laughs> I think that's what they were saying. I think what they were saying was um, she dressed very conservatively. So trying to make that a very drag over the top thing is very difficult. Yeah, which like the wigs part was like the easier part of it because like Dusty did have a lot of hair. But yeah, the the outfit felt very, uh, I think I even wrote it down. It felt very goodwill, like definitely some dresses I started like wore when I first started doing drag. I don't know. I liked it. It just, it just, it was one of those things where matching the accuracy of this person uh, did not lend itself to wowing people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. Uh, also, the Liverpool outfit which was literally just like pajamas wig and a roller wig and rollers and a like uh robe i liked it i just felt that there could have been so many better interpretations of your hometown that like uh, just people going out in pajamas to do their chores kind of doesn't I, sound i'll be honest I, I i liked it i really don't think she was bottom three for me at all um, I was vibing with that look. Wow, Reagan. We actually uh we actually differed on opinions. That's crazy for us sometimes. Oh yeah. Uh next up we have Tace. Tace also did Naomi Campbell and Tace also did uh Newport. How are we feeling about her Naomi Campbell and her uh I think they said it was the Newport Dragon. I will I, I didn't have too much of an opinion about the Naomi Campbell love the the hair horns this is the only time this entire episode actually that's a lie i screamed all alone in my room when the lily savage came out like i audibly like yelled but i would say the only time i gasped out of like artistic like <gasps> is when taste came out as the dragon i the hair horns i mean are you kidding me beautiful i i i thought that look was so worthy of remark i really felt it like Absolutely. Uh, the Naomi Campbell reference, of course, matched the photo fairly right on the money. Yep. It was still kind of a boring look. Also, definitely their entrance wig. But yes, the dragon look. The dragon look alone. I, I completely forgot about their Naomi Campbell. Didn't even care. They are in my top three. The just hair because horns. of the dragon. The just because of the dragon. Horns. The hair horns. Hands down. That was a beautiful look. Oh, I loved it. I lived. God. And Ugh. it's just like... Look, by default, she's always going to be pretty, but that was just uh, an exercise in elegance. Work. Work it, sis. Tace, we are, we are stands in this house. Mm, yes. uh, next up, we have Tia Coffee. They did Alan Turing, or Turing? Alan Turing, and they did Essex. So for their Alan Turing look, he is the one, the code breaker from like the Nazi era where he was breaking the codes that Nazis were doing. I I loved the shout out because the person is amazing. The person yeah. that did the code breaking and was actually jailed for being a homosexual. Yeah. I didn't like it. 
Uh, this was my least favorite uh, look of the entire night. I um, would like to say I don't ever want to see a Marcel wave wig ever again. I feel like it had its moment season nine era. And I feel like we're really just dragging this out. It's uh, I mean, there's so many moments, even in the cer- season 13 girls. I don't want to see a I'm sorry. I'm going to use my F-bomb privileges a fucking other Marcel wave ever again. Well, bitch, I'm going to wear style. one tonight, so leave me alone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't I don't care if Lily Savage comes out in a Marcel wave. I don't like Marcel waves. I'm sick of seeing them. Like, I just don't care for them. So, and then to, with a, with a clip arty suit, I just wasn't feeling it. I get what she was going for, but she had the loosest interpretation. I'm very surprised she was not in the bottom for that look. Once I understood the suit, I liked it a little bit, but yeah. I just, and honestly, like the reference photo to what they put on themselves, I, it wasn't it. Um, also for their Essex look, they, uh, they did the, the very like Game of Thrones Robin Hoodie look. It kind of just looked like Borderlands cosplay to me. Right. Little Katniss Everdeen kind of moment. Like, uh. it, sorry. Like I said, I'm rallying to get around the edit of her, but I did not like her looks and that's something that she did get to choose and bring versus she doesn't get to choose what she has shown in the editing room. Correct. She was in my bottom. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally we have a Victoria green. Oh, Veronica green. <laughs> wow. Uh, she did boy George and Rochdale. Hope I said that right. Sorry if I didn't. I appreciate the boy George look was accurate. That was right. I mean, she even got the shoes like she it was a dead on. I I don't need to be told that that's boy George. If I just see a picture of it, that's boy George. So kudos to her. I didn't really care for the the hometown dress. It was simple in a way that wasn't enough. I can the upside down rose kind of aspect because apparently they're known for their roses. I would have wanted the dress to be layered. If it's going to be a rose, I would have wanted the skirt area to be layered and in the shape of rose petals. Absolutely. Also, I'm going to be dragged for this. I I, I will already admit. I don't think Veronica's uh, boy George was draggy enough. That's just my personal opinion. I just, I, I wish it was a little bit more draggy where it like nodded to boy George, but also had their own drag in it, you know? Mm. I'm fine with that. It's just she also seemed visibly nervous. I think that was the other thing. Okay, so the results are in from our judges. Uh, Our tops this week are Astina Mandela, Ellie Diamond, and Lawrence Cheney. Our bottoms are Sister Sister, Joe Black, and Bimini Bon Boulash. How do we feel about this? Disagree. Hard disagree. Okay, so for this episode, we came up with our own top three and bottom three. Do you want to share that? Uh, sure. So my top three are Ellie Diamond, Lawrence Cheney, and Tace, with my winner being Ellie Diamond. My bottoms were Sister Sister, Veronica Green, and Tia Coffee, with Sister Sister and Veronica Green lip syncing and Sister Sister going home. And for myself, I had top three, Tace, Cherry Valentine, and Ellie Diamond, and Ellie Diamond, clear winner. I 
don't think that that's coming as a shock to anyone. My bottom three was Bimini, Veronica, and Tia. And I didn't have an opinion about who went home. The rest of the queens that we did not list all go back to the workroom because they are safe. I'm sorry. Taste deserved to be up there. Taste deserved it. Facts. Facts. I'm not even going to argue that. Everyone kind of comes back to the stage, whatever. Uh, Astina Mandela is our winner for the week. Very questionable choice, but okay. Mama Roo, it's you do you, girl. I guess. It's just, I mean, I... Ellie really, I mean, I, the only time I screamed this episode, which, sorry, neighbors, was when she came out. Correct. I, I felt very passionately passionately about that, too. Uh, so our bottoms were Sister Sister Joe Black and Bimini Bamboulash, and Bimini Bamboulash and Joe Black end up lip syncing. They lip sync to Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. How do we feel about this lip sync? I mean, I agree with the result, but I don't agree with Joe Black even uh, being anywhere near the bottom. I think Joe Black is in uh, several zip, different zip codes away from the bottom. So it's one of those things. Yeah, Bimini did do better, but I mean, it's Joe wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, at the beginning, I thought Joe had the lip sync and then Bimini Bamboulash got on the floor and started doing sexy things. And I was feeling it, Mr. Krabs. And that loose tape. <laughs> <laughs> so, unfortunately, Joe Black is our one leaving the episode. Sorry, Joe. We're still big stands. I don't. I don't feel like this is going to be the end of Joe Black. You know. I think they put a lot of energy into asserting that she's a legend, and I think that they did make her very endearing. So there is a lot of rumblings along the interwebs that they're actually going to bring her back for this season or for another season. For this season. Just by the way that they portrayed her and really asserted her. I'm going to say, even if that's the case, I'm not okay with it. I think it's the same problem as when they did that to Trixie. Because I'm sorry, Trixie won against Pearl. And eliminating her before the two episodes where she would have had a chance to shine, questionable. Because it was, I'm sorry. So it's just like, it's the same story with Joe Black to me, where um if she comes back, she'll have missed out on something. And I just really, she was my favorite this episode. Okay, Reagan. So that was episode one of UK's Drag Race, season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we would like to say closing out, is, uh, closing out this part of the episode, uh, these are just our opinions. Obviously, opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. Yeah. So, what a strong season, though. I really am excited for this cast. Absolutely, absolutely. I am a lot more excited about UK's Drag Race than I am about US, but hey, you go US girls. We will uh, keep watching because we love this shit. Let's switch over into mail time. Oh my God. We have listener questions. And if you would like to hear your listener question answered by us, please email us at pleaselikeuspod at gmail.com. Or DM us at pleaselikeuspod on Instagram. Yes, And I want people to ask me for advice. I will give irresponsible, questionable advice, but I want to be asked for advice. Okay, our first question. Oh, also, if you want to remain anonymous, uh, just highlight that, and that'll be good. Absolutely. Please specify that. Our first question comes from Royal Blue. They would like to know, who are we rooting for for season 13 of U.S. Drag Race? Reagan, would Uh, you like to go first? (laughs) Um... (laughs) 
<laughs> Reagan, do you have opinions about everything? Yes, yes, you do. Let's just get them out of the way. <laughs> this is why we have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so I don't have to pay for therapy. <laughs> I'm still paying, bitch. <laughs> oh. Especially because I felt she was so fucked over in the first episode. I really am feeling Denali. I know of Denali before this. I really just like, I'm excited to see where her comedy lies because that's really what decides things for me. But um, I was rooting for her to win this last episode and she did. I also have a funny story about this. I met Denali in person one time. Really? I was at, I was at a Brita Filter show at Pieces Bar in New York City and Denali was there and just randomly came up to me and we both started talking about drag and they are a very lovely human being. Oh, wow. That's so nuts. God. Oh, and mind you, this was like, I think this was like three or four years ago. So they were, we were both fairly new. All right. So there's a lot of people that I have, like, I really enjoy. I want to see more of. I don't think I've got one singular person that I'm really all about, but I would say, I really enjoy Olivia looks. I think she's really proving that um, she's got a lot more up her sleeve than we initially thought. Obviously, I really like Denali. I'm so happy she won this challenge win. And then I want to see more of Utica. Because Utica seems to have a very good point of view. The ones I'm rooting for are definitely, uh, I would definitely agree with Olivia Lux. Definitely agree with Denali. Uh, I'm going to throw Got Mick in there. Because I'm very passionate about everything mm. they're bringing. Because it's so also, polished. Oh, it's so hard to choose. It's yes. I'm also going to throw Simone in there because definitely living for the '90s vibes. All yes. of the '90s vibes they've been giving off. And one last one will uh, Tamisha Iman. Girl, I love me some old school drag. I definitely <laughs> love me some old school dragses, and I think she is awesome. I actually really like this cast. I would say that I have not immediately liked a cast like this in a little while. And I just like, I really just am excited to see most of them um, slay it. Yeah. I really like the cast other than the three episode bullshit. Like that's, that's the only thing. And it's not anything the cast did. It's just, I, I need someone to go home already. Okay, let's move on to our next question. Our next question comes from Gaze of New England on Instagram. They ask, how long does it take you to get into drag? Three hours. Um, like, uh, like start to finish in an outfit. So it takes me, I would say it takes me like two, two hours for makeup itself. I would say it takes a half hour for lashes. And yes, it's a lot. are lashes a separate affair? Yes, I, I don't hate anything more about drag than putting on lashes because I always just have, I have as I said previously, I have Melissa Joan Hart eyes. My eyelids don't sit at the same um, place. It's Tom Waits or whatever. Like it's very just like these eyelids do not agree with each other and they will never find peace. So that part takes me like half an hour. Um, ish with all my little other crappy doodads and then i would say it takes me half hour to get into body and then put on the hair yeah correct i i definitely agree with the three hour time mark i'm about an hour and a half to two hours depending on what i'm doing if there's any like little things that kind of go wrong throughout the the journey yeah uh and then i'm like probably a good 15 minutes to half an hour getting into body and then like the last half an hour is kind of just finishing touches, picking out jewelry, stuff like that. 
Mm. Maybe gluing on nails if I'm feeling extra spicy. So that was our last question for that little segment, Reagan. And uh, are we ready to do our hostile goodbyes? Which people, Yes. This will be our first time doing it. We do air it in, uh, in episode four. It's where Reagan and I uh, read each other and then we uh, sign off. Reagan, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Yes. Ophelia, do you remember... Um, that one time back at 603 where my wig was smelly and you ended up spraying me directly into the eyes. <laughs> Perfume, yes! Yeah. <laughs> Having to l- watch your fucking face for the last two hours, I wish you would have sprayed me again. <laughs> Rude as fuck. Reagan is such an anti-slut that when she goes down on a guy, she sounds like the 90s tube toys. <laughs> Do you remember those tubes? Yes. Like, <laughs> Stupid. Uh, so, Reagan, that has been a fun review of RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 2, Episode 1. Yeah. I had a blast. Same. I, yeah, I'm very happy we decided to talk about this episode. Yeah. When the passion strikes, we just gotta, we gotta feel the vibes, sis. Mm-hmm. And yes, thank you everyone for listening. If you would like to follow us, please follow us on Instagram at please like us pod. And then also individually at the underscore Reagan white. That is R E G A N and at Ophelia underscore drag listener questions. Please send them to please like us pod at gmail.com. Thank you so much. And please make sure to rate, review, subscribe, do all of that stuff on where you listen to podcasts. Yes, especially rate, please. Um, that really touches my charla la, my ding ding dong. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been Please Like Us. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, Daddy. <laughs> please like us. We want you to. Like us.